Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Talking With Jet podcast. I'm thankful that you're joining me today. I want to talk to you about a couple things today. And, and the what we're really going to go into is the rhythms and the routines that we get into in life and which rhythms and routines are sustainable, which ones are actually good for us, which ones are binding in a negative way, which ones restrict us from doing what we really want to do, what we're really called to do. And we're going to just talk about that today, how to set yourself up to actually prosper in that routine, how to set yourself up to not fail, to not burn out, to not experience these areas where you are doing well and then falling off, you know? And so we talked about that a little bit in the last podcast, but this will go more in depth about how you need to take care of yourself and how you need to structure your routines. Jumping right into it, and this may serve a little bit as a part two to what we previously talked about with uh, the way that we go after things and we burn out, that the way that we don't sustain our routines. And so this is going to be more about the sustainability of your routines, the sustainability of the new lifestyle that you're living, the way that you are able to be effective and to prosper in this way and not keep falling off, the way that you can just be consistent. I think about a runner and how somebody who's doing sprints has a certain amount of energy to complete that sprint and they use all of it. They use all of their intensity, all of their energy and they go for it and they sprint as fast as they can to try and win that race or whatever they're sprinting for. But when you look at a jogger, they have a pace. There's something about setting a pace that allows you to save that energy and expend it over a period of time. A runner expends all of that energy so he can complete that race as fast as possible so you can beat the other people who you're racing. But when you're jogging, when you're running a marathon, when you're doing something that requires a greater amount of energy, you pace yourself. And so a lot of times what we don't do is we don't pace ourselves. We run at things full force and then we wonder why it doesn't work. We talked about building up your mind more to be able to go after things, but now we're talking about the pace that needs to be set for when you go after things. There is a pace to your life. There's a pace to your routine. There's a pace to your step. There's a pace to your purpose. There's a pace to everything in your life. And you don't want to go after things prematurely. You want to make sure that you're right in step with where God wants you in your life. And God is calculated. God has a specific plan in place for your life. God says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. And in Romans 8, it talks about how God foreknew us, that he predestined us, that there's there's this picture of you. There's this, there's this you that God knows that you don't even know and that you're becoming every single day as you walk out this life with him. As you learn more about him, you're learning more, more about yourself. As you spend time with him, you're getting to know who he is and then you get to know yourself because you're, you're looking at your creator. It's a reflection. It says that we are made in his image and his likeness. And so the more you spend time with God, you get to understand his heart. You get to understand his motives. You get to understand how you fit into this grand picture of life. You get to understand what your purpose is. You know, he shows you, and oftentimes purpose is easily defined as something that just burns in your heart, something that you want to see change for in the earth, something that you just can't let slide. There's there's people who have purpose of ministry because they can't stand seeing people not free. They can't stand seeing people who are bound, who are getting beat up by the enemy. They can't stand to see people separated from the love of God. And I'm one of those people. And that's the reason I get on this mic is because I want people to know the same person that changed my life. And that's Jesus. There's no way I'd be here today if it wasn't for Jesus. I wouldn't be in Los Angeles, California. If it wasn't for Jesus, I wouldn't be 
prospering in my career in any way, shape or form if it wasn't for Jesus. And even when I'm not prospering, I'm still sustained because my life is in Jesus's hands. My life is in God's hands. And so purpose is something that you just desire to see change for, something that you can't imagine not doing in this life, something that you can't imagine not seeing happen in this life. So it's important to spend time with God to know who you are and then to know what you're going after. You don't want to go after anything randomly. You don't want to build something that's not going to last. You don't want to build something that's not actually going to be effective either. And so when, when we talk about building something, you have this life and you have this time on this earth and you have these tools and you have these people and these connections and these spaces and the city that you're in and the workspace that you're in and you've been gifted all of these things. And you're not to just live on autopilot. You're not supposed to just live coasting. There's something that you can do that can bring change in the earth. There's something that you can do that can change somebody's life. There's something that you can do that can change your life and your family's life. And you can break these routines. You can break these generational habits and curses. You can break these cycles by the way that you live. I want you to know that the ball is in your court that the breakthrough is in your hands, that oftentimes the keys are already in your hands to these different doors that you'd like to see open in your life, and they come in seed form. And you have to know how to manage a seed. Managing a seed is important because if you don't know how to manage a seed, you'll never see harvest. When you manage that seed, you know when to plant, where to plant, why to plant. And then you know how to take care of that seed. You know how to water it. You know when it needs sunlight. You know how to take care of the ground around it. So. God gives you these tools, he gives you these people, he gives you these spaces, and they're in seed form. They don't look like anything, but if you would manage that seed, if you would steward it well, if you would be faithful over that area and over that land, then you would be able to one day see a harvest in that same space. We have to start living differently. We have to start creating new habits. We have to start being changed in our minds. Otherwise, we will never see breakthrough. This is the harsh truth. This is the harsh truth because a lot of people are just disappointed in life. They're weighed down. They're not seeing change. They're wondering why things are the way they are. And oftentimes it's in our hands. We blame God before we blame ourselves. The breakthrough was already in our hands. We blame God because we didn't see change in a certain area, but he gave us the tools. He gave us access to him. He gave us the word of God. He's given us people around us and we don't take accountability for the reason things are the way they are. We wonder why this is that way and why this is this way. Ask yourself that. Sometimes you have to ask yourself that. You have to say, why am I not farther in this area? Why am I still broken in this area? Why am I not free yet in this area? Why am I not seeing my dream take off? Why am I not seeing these things that God is promising me? Sometimes you have to ask yourself. Everything God does prospers. Everything God is, is good. And so it talks about in Psalms 1 and 3, being like a tree that's planted by the rivers of living water, whose leaf will not wither, whose fruit will be brought forth in every single season. It talks about this stationed tree by this river of water, which is where it needs to be. It's by a source that's only going to prosper it. And it's stationed and it brings forth fruit in every season that it's supposed to. Its leaf doesn't wither. Everything it is, is strong. It talks about in John 15 that Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. And it says, apart from him, we can do nothing. And so if you're not connected to the source, if you're not stationed by the river of water, if you're not with God and around God, then how do you expect to see breakthrough in your life? How do you expect to see good fruit? How do you expect to see prosperity from your life? Sometimes we have to understand the power of free will. We have to understand that we have the choice every single day to wake up and to choose God or to wake up and choose the world. 
we can choose our decisions or we can choose God's word. We can choose God's decisions. And, and what keeps us from there is trust a lot of times. We don't trust that God actually knows the way. We don't trust that God has the best plan. We don't often trust if we don't even know sometimes if his word is truth. Sometimes people don't know if his word is truth. And that comes from proximity. That comes from the more that you hang out with God, the more that you get in the presence of God is the more that he will reveal himself to you. And so you have to allow himself to be made known in your life by opening up to him. You have to open up your heart to him. You have to invite him in and say, God, show me. There's a verse that I love so much. It's Jeremiah 29 and 13. And it says that you will seek me and you will find me when you search for me with all of your heart. Maybe you're not finding God today because you're not searching for him with all your heart. Maybe you're stuck in this shallow place and you need deep answers. Well, you need to seek him in a deep way. You need to seek him at the level that you need those answers. You can't keep seeking God shallow and saying God's not showing himself and giving them these surface level prayers and not making any time for him. If you want something, you make space, you use energy, you make time. What changed my life is wanting to know God. I was curious. I had experienced spiritual encounters. I had experienced people who illuminated with the light of Jesus, and I wanted to know more about him. I had experienced darkness, and I'd seen the way that Jesus put darkness straight to the ground. I'd seen these things, and it made me curious. So in the morning, so in the morning, I would take time. I would pray. I would read my journal. I wasn't even hearing from God at the time. I would worship. I would strive to know more about him. And in that space, he met me there. He would start to put these things on my heart and my mind that I'd never thought of. He would start to lead me to different scriptures in the Bible that I had never read. And then those things would be confirmed throughout my day. Those things would be confirmed in situations that I would go through. And so I started to realize, oh, God is legit. God is who he says he is, like he's real. And that's because I made time and space. And in making time and space, I became like that tree. I became that branch that was connected to the vine. I started to see fruit in my life. I started to see that I was only inclining in my life. I started to see my health change, my, my mind change, my life change, my friendships change. The way that I approached life changed. And I am still very much in process. I've not arrived at anything. I just see my life increasing in the right ways and i see it declining when i take the reins back when i start to say let me do it my way and when i'm choosing things that i want my own desires i would rather do it this way or i'd rather not get up and do that with god today i'd rather do it like this and when i choose these things that are against him i never see fruit you never see fruit and if you do see fruit it's bad fruit you see yourself being more distracted. You see yourself being more weighed down, more depressed, more anxious, more fearful. And you don't show up in confidence because when you show up in confidence, it's because you know who you are and who God is. And that gives you the strength that you need to approach the day. And so when we're establishing a new way of life and we're establishing new rhythms in our life and new routines that comes from surrender and intimacy with God. The way that you let God in, the way that you allow him to direct you is what will set your pace for your life. God will set the pace for your life. He will show you where you need to be and when, and you have to be willing to surrender. A lot of times we aren't willing to surrender because we simply don't trust him. And I get it. How do you trust somebody you don't know? Well, you got to look at his track record first and foremost. In his word, he has this track record of who he is. You have many people's testimonies. You have apostles and prophets and normal people's testimonies all throughout scripture who say who God is. You have God proclaiming who he is and then showing up in different ways to confirm who he is. And also we have the Holy Spirit now. You can access God by praying to him right now and he can make his presence known to you through the Holy Spirit. You can experience God by reading his word, by making space, by worshiping, by saying, God, I want to know you more. I want to let you into my heart. 
and you can get to know him. And once you get to know him, you can trust him and he can lead you on the life and the path that is for you. But you have to be willing to open up. God is not just for some people. God is for everybody. God loves everybody. And he sent Jesus as a sacrifice for everybody. Jesus took on all of the sin and all of the evil that separated us from God because God is good. He's holy. He can't be around sin. He, sin doesn't make sense in the presence of God. It's evil. It's against him. And so us as humans, all we do is we just think these sinful thoughts. It says that God saw that the thoughts and the hearts of humans were, were turning evil. In Genesis, it talks about how he sees in humanity just this evil. And it's naturally evil. Like we're just bringing forth evil fruit all the time and he saw that and that's actually one of the reasons he flooded the earth is because this is not the creation that he desired this is not the creation that he created it's it, we stumbled you know there was a stumble there was a fall in the garden of eden when humanly eve chose to go against what god had said she chose her own way and she chose to have the knowledge of the good and evil she chose to take that fruit and she was deceived by the serpent and when she ate that they were awakened to their own decision making. We were awakened to our own free will. We were awakened to the things that we wanted to do. Rather than living in this beautiful, blissful state of being God's creation and having him show us who we are and why, having, a sh having him show us the world that he's created, we weren't living in this nice communion and intimacy anymore. Now they did their own thing and they still had the opportunity to have covenant with God. And so God would reach out to people to see if they'll listen, to see if they'll trust him. And so all throughout the Old Testament, you see these prophets and you see these people who are trusting God, encountering God, doing things for God and with God. And you see God showing that he is faithful, showing that he is loving, showing how he, that showing that he does have the best plan in the best way, showing that we didn't need ultimately to choose all of our own ways. We are naturally evil in our flesh. We naturally desire and crave things of this world rather than things of heaven, rather than things of God, rather than things that are good, rather than things that are above. And so in the New Testament, we're instructed, set your mind on things above and not on earthly things, because our flesh does desire earthly things. And it feels natural. I don't beat up on people who are caught in sin because it feels natural to you. You feel brokenness. You feel a craving for something and you know it needs to be filled. And so you want to go do this thing. You want to go do that thing. You want to drink. You want to smoke. You want to have sex because you want to feel that brokenness. But what I do say to sinful people is what I found out for myself is you got to break that cycle and you got to go to God because he will give you something that you'll never need again. God will give you the Holy Spirit. It's that Jesus says that if you come to him, you'll never thirst again. He talks about how he is like the living well. He's the living spring of water. When he's talking to this woman by the well, he's saying, you come to me, you'll never thirst again because I will quench that thirst that you need. And he wasn't even just talking about water. He's saying what your spirit needs. You want for all these things. You want for all these things because you feel that you need them. You feel that you feel the absence of something that you're wanting and needing. But God is saying, I'm all you need. Jesus is saying, I am all you need. I will teach you how to navigate your humanity. I will teach you how to navigate that flesh and how to put it to death and how to live by the spirit. That's who he is to us. And so when we're establishing this new pace, it starts first with trust, with intimacy, with getting to know God, who he is, what he says about you, how he feels about you. And God will give you the things to do when you need to do them. God will show you where to be when you need to be there and he will show you what you need to do, and he will walk you through it step by step. God is a step by step God. He gives you a vision and it might look super hard to accomplish, but he will step by step walk you there so that you can accomplish it. So don't run at things and tire out immediately.
Don't expend all of your energy too soon. Don't expire out. Take your time. You have all the time in the world as long as you are in alignment with God. Don't waste your time because you're valuable. Your time is valuable. The time that you are given is a gift every single day. So there's something you can be doing every single day to get better. You can spend your time however you want every day. And what I always say is bring it back to the source. Bring your time back to God. Say, God, I give you this time. Please teach me something. God, I feel hurt right now. I feel broken. God, this person really upset me. This person really hurt me. How do I navigate this? And watch the way he leads you. Watch the way he puts things on your hearts and your minds. You might just think, oh, what if I do this? That's God speaking to you. Ask God. Ask of him and he'll help you out. He says, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. These are things that Jesus said and he didn't say it for no reason. Ask. There's also a parable in the Bible where it talks about somebody who is knocking relentlessly on this door and eventually the person comes and opens the door and talks to him. I believe that that's the same way. Are you going to seek him in a way that is desperate? Are you going to seek him in a way that says, God, I need to know this answer? Are you aware of your own humanity and your own decay? Or are you comfortable right where you are? Because when you know the fragility of this human state and you know that this is not lasting forever, you start to ask different questions. You start to spend time different. You start to do different things because you know you don't have time to play around. We're not staying here in this world. We're not staying in this life. This is a quick trip. We're passing through. We have heaven. We have eternity to look forward to afterwards. So why are we here? Why are we in this earth? And I believe it's simply put to know God, to walk with God, to understand who he is and to choose him because you don't have to choose him. You have free will. We can choose him and say, I do actually want you. I do want to live for you. And then you can make other people better. You can help other people know him too. And then the people that are in this life, it's so much between you and God. It, that Jesus also says that all the laws of the prophets hang on these two things. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. So I need to love the Lord my God with all my heart, mind, and soul. I'm choosing him. I'm saying, I want to know you, want to follow you. And, and you know, I'm falling in love with God because he loves me. And I'm starting to realize why he loves me. And then I love him because how can you not love him? He's amazing. And so when you experience him in his heart and then you love other people, you love your neighbor as you love yourself. You know, you love other people because you should love yourself. You should see yourself as valuable. You should see yourself as wonderful and worth it because God made you that way. And so don't let the enemy steal the way that you see yourself. Don't let the enemy steal the way that you love yourself because you're worthy of being loved and you should love yourself. And so we learn to love other people with that same vibrant love that God loves us with. We, we, we learn to love people with a love that says, I desire you to know God. I desire you to be free. I desire for you to live out your purpose and find your purpose. We get a love like that. And so don't stop here. I want to inspire you today to go deeper. I don't want you to be shallow and just, oh, I love God. He's awesome. And I just live my life and I just chill and I coast and I make my money and I do my thing. And no, I want you to go deeper. There's deeper. There's more. God has more for you. God has a God has a life and a vision for you that you can't even imagine. And it's greater than you could ever imagine. And I know that because I'm trusting him in my own life and I'm seeing things that I would have never seen. And it's good and it's amazing. And you're going to be on this journey with me and we're going to do these things together and you're going to see these things in my life. And it's only testimony of what can also be in your life. And I want you to know God has a plan for you. He loves you. There's a beautiful plan for you. And so trust him with it. 
and it takes sacrifice and it takes giving up some things and it takes unlearning some things. And it's going to take deflecting things that even look good because you want God. You don't want just good. You want God and God is the real good. <laughs> so there's other things that might be a counterfeit good, but God is the real good. And so I want you to know that. Let God set the new pace in your life. Let God set the new rhythm in your life and walk it out. Nobody start dancing. Chill out. Walk it out. Walk it out with God. Walk it out with God. You're so special. You're so important. You can't be random anymore. You can't be random. It's no time to be random. I need you to be calculated. I need you to be aligned. I need you to be that tree planted by the rivers of water whose leaf will not wither. Psalms 1 and 3. Psalms 1 and 3, people. Who brings forth its fruit in every season. I need you to be that person. There is power and love available in Jesus for you. And I want you to experience it. There's friendship. There's intimacy. There's guidance. There's covenant. There's agreement. There's partnership. There's everything that you need is in Jesus. There's an example in Jesus. So let's keep going. I love you guys. I'm thankful that you listened to this today. I hope it helped you in any way, shape, or form. And before you go, send this to somebody. Send this to your mom, your dad, your brother, your best friend. Send it to somebody that might need this. Share it with a few people. Share it with three people. And let me know in the comments below or on my email, which is in my description. Let me know how this helped you. I want to hear from you. I'm just a normal guy doing a podcast who loves Jesus. And I want to know if it's helping anybody. So let me know. I love you guys. I'll see you in the next one. Let me know what you want to hear more about. Take care.